lads, we are here. It's we the are. Wednesday episode, which means Alex is on campus. I'm tired from class. I, yeah, I was trying to think of something for Daniel, but I could. I've completely. Everyone stopped listening. How are you guys? Oh, I'm, good. I'm, I'm good. I'm in a different spot today because someone stole my spot from last week. Oh, you so told them, don't you know I have a podcast? And you should videos. go up to them, interview them. Like, excuse me, sir. Why did like, you feel? What, the, what makes like you we, feel the right yeah. to have that spot? Like yeah. we used to do in first year, where, <sighs> we had, where, where we would do our story day. I think I'm pretty sure we went around together one time. First day um, of lab, Daniel and I. I you Alex. Obviously, you were. Not in our lab, but you would have done the same thing. Yeah. Go out and ask people in the streets what they think about the legalization of marijuana. How do you think it went? No one wanted to talk about it. Oh, really? Or they give you an answer, and then they wouldn't tell you their name. Yes. That was the worst. I don't remember what talk. I know exactly what assignment you're talking about, but I don't think I did the legalization of marijuana, though. You're lucky. I remember Daniel and I were walking around like the the courtyard, like in the middle of Kerr Hall. You know what I mean? And there's just a woman who's just sitting to music in the middle of it. We're asking like, hi there. Do you have a second? She's like, I'm studying. No, you're not. That was awful. I'll never forget that. Um, I also remember this one time to get someone to talk to us. This one girl like outside of um, I don't remember what it was. Daniel, you'll remember this. They were setting up for some production that night. And Daniel's like, if you speak to me, I'll come back and help you out later. And he did. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was some sort of movie thing. And yet he went and helped out. Yeah, he I went and helped Daniel. out. It was uh, pretty nice. Um, you followed through. Yeah, I felt kind of awkward, though, because it was just I didn't realize how big the crowd was. Yeah. And then um, I did the thing Alex taught me. Well, like a lot later, what you don't that? have a media pass. Oh, just show up. up. Just show up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, they're like, oh, are you a ticket holder? Or are you part of media? I'm, like, I'm part of media. And then the guy's like, OK, like he didn't even check if I had a media pass or anything. We got to so. try and do that for a lease game one time. And just be like, yeah, we're I heard I heard it's quite difficult. That it would not work that way. We won't know if we don't try. No, Jeff and Elliot That's will what see I you guys and they're like, oh no, no, yeah, they are part of media. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. You have to wear the red shoes though, Adam. Of course. I actually don't know where they are. I'll have to get them. Oh, we should probably talk about hockey now, right? Mm-hmm. Now that yeah, no one's listening to the show anymore. Okay. Um, again, we're we're at the time of the year when I don't care about speculation. I want news. We have some news to speak of. Later on in the show, Mike will be joining us to talk about the Rangers. Awesome. We're gonna, we were going to talk about the Habs with somebody, but that didn't work out. Um, so it will be the three of us and all that. Um, and we will. I did, to be fair, sneak in Ben Sherrod any chance I could last episode with everyone we talked to. And I will do and it with Mike later. Thank God. That was so funny. When when Curtis was like, he was carried by Shea Weber and you on the first form. Uh, listening to that back, I almost cried. It was so funny. Anyway, um, I messaged, and there was somebody saying that the Panthers still had interest in Chirot. We're going to get to it later. I sent it to Baumgartner. He just said, boo. And he hasn't spoken to me since. So, you yeah. know, that's how I'm I'm being felt. I, I, Adam's burning bridges just for Ben Chirot. <laughs> I am doing my part to raise a campaign. I can't wait for Habs fans Ugh. to start saying coffee to win the Calder, by the way, because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Do you believe it? You no, you can't score one or two goals in 30 or 40 games. And then, you know, now if he ends up like top three in scoring by the end of the year, I think there's a case, but I would be, it's a stretch for even me to say he could win it. 
But I mean, he's been ridiculous. He scored two goals in eight seconds last night. Yeah, he is yeah. A, a completely. I can't say, see how many times I can say this on the show, but Mad Dog Ducharme sucked. Are we sure? Like, yeah, we I sure mean, you know, I, you know, you don't. You just hold on, let me just. I was talking to Will about this, and he got me. Uh, he sent a little thing to me. Let me see if I can. I can. Which find. Will? Uh, Baldwin, the tall, okay. the tall one. Uh, he said tall in the first one. thirty, he had eight points. Since St. Louis taken over, he has seventeen points in fourteen games. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely ridiculous and. Like there, at some point, it has to be soon. Someone's gonna have to write an article, or maybe it's already been done. But I, I want to see what the hell changed between um, last season and the start of this season. Like, yes, other than the obvious that they lost their starting franchise goaltender and ex- like they're an elite top pairing defenseman and a shutdown centerman, but there had like there has to be something else. Because no one else looked right. No one else looked right. Carey, Carey Price isn't the one who's making Cole Caulfield score. He doesn't play. He didn't play with Phil Deneau. I think he did for when he first showed up. Um, but like, obviously, it makes it more and more difficult for me to try and give Dom Ducharme any credit for when he was off the bench against Vegas because that was Caulfield's most dominant series. Yeah, like he didn't need women Suzuki, but they were just a, a force. Even in the tail end of that Tampa series, um, it's just it's so difficult to sort of. I, I knew me. I've tried to give Dom Ducharme credit, but it's just it becomes more and more difficult. It's just sort of the thing of like the usage is like the rest of the team he had that poor start, and then they just never gave him a chance. They sent him down. They tried him in the top six only because everyone else was hurt. Um, it's just I've I've never seen a coach so clearly be a detriment to a player before. It's insane. Maybe Duke Lair and uh, and and Tortorella, but like this is so much different because it's such a younger guy and uh, a more important piece of a team. All due respect, to Anthony Duke Lair, uh, you know, an all star, but Cole Caulfield is, I mean, what he's shown when he's been going and under Mari St. Louis has been like the man's a future star. He's so fun and he's so creative. Like what's he? What he's able to do in like isolated spaces especially under pressure, especially on the power play. The man's a wizard with the puck sometimes. He's such a joy to watch. Yeah, and I mean, like, Duclair's a good example because he kind of went from place to place and then would have these good spurts, right? Like, you look at him in Ottawa, and then he went to Columbus. That did not work. No, he just didn't have a coach that respected skill. Right, and you have a player who... Like, there's players who can play in the top six, or sorry, in the bottom six, and there's players who can't play in the bottom six. Not that they can't. You're not going to get the most out of them. And I think we're all very much in agreement on this show is that you want to get the most out of the players possible. And playing Cole Caulfield in the bottom six, it's just, it's it's not going to work. Sorry, like, I think the point I was trying to make was... um Playing him in the bottom six to start makes no real sense to me. Like if we talk, we looked at like William Nylander played in the on the third line for a little bit uh, last week, I think, and that was because he was demoted to the third line. Like that, yeah. that's a different ball game. But you're talking about a player who can clearly play in the top six, and you're not utilizing him. We were talking about like, uh, you know, at some point Cole's got to put it in the back of the net. Like we were really talking about towards the time that Dom was fired. 
But all of that's just gone down the toilet. Like, how stupid does it look all these these months later? How stupid it was to send to the AHL this season. Uh, it's 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 criminal. I, I am so convinced if, if Marty St. Louis had been the coach from the start, I think Cole would be leading the cold, and I don't think it would be a question of who's winning it this year. Um, and instead of, like, now we have this, and I'm not taking away from the rookies this year, because now we have a very interesting race with Sider, with Raymond, with Lundell, with Bunting. Um, you didn't say Zgrass. Actually, I meant Zgrass, too. Would, okay. Wherever you stand <laughs> on that debate, those are the guys this year. You know what I love about Caulfield? I never shut up about the 2019 draft, like though that the American draft. But yeah, think about that: Spencer Knight, Cole Caulfield, Cam York. Um, I'll fix my mic because apparently it hates me. I hate uh, technical difficulties, so never mind. Daniel, yes. Talk about Trevor Zegras just because you brought him up. I don't know why. Make a case for his Calder while I try and fix this. I don't know. I'm just kind of. I admit, like, the stats kind of tapered off a bit. I know that he was on a super hot streak right now. Um, if I look up at his numbers right now, I know that they're not they're not they're not all-star level, I'll say right now, but I mm-hmm. he gave he gave like a lot of good um a lot of a lot of good like moments I think that we'll remember for this season and what is to become of Trevor Zegers. Like, okay, not too bad. 44 points, 56 games. You know, I know grain of salt because the way the Ducks play, he's a minus 20 this that year. Doesn't that doesn't mean anything. But um, is it better now, Alex, by the way? Yeah. I, I I think he has a case to be nominated. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a lot closer. Like, you're not going to – I don't want to say, like, oh, it's going to be like a Dominic Kubelik kind of thing because it's just not like a – I hate to say it, it's not a one-trick pony kind of thing. I think it's just going to be just an indication of what's to come. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Because I think that this season, the crop of who can be the Calder winner is just on a different echelon. Yeah. Speaking of that 2019 draft. Yes. Uh, I love Caulfield scores the the game-winning goal in overtime. What an absolute bullet. Um and then what sort of happens every time Cole plays the the Flyers now is it will continue to happen. Sorry, um, is that video of the Flyers um, viewing party where they think that the Flyers are about to take Cam York at 14th, and instead, uh, sorry, they're gonna they think they're gonna take Caulfield at 14. They take Cam York and everyone gets really disappointed. Makes me feel so good. Was uh, Chuck Fletcher GM in 2019? I believe so. Was he hired in like 2018-ish? So, Daniel, do you mind checking that quickly? Yep, I'll check that out. That's got to be the funniest thing. And after, and that Flyers win was Marty St. Louis' eighth win as Habs head coach. Is that as many as, as Don, Don Ducharme? Yes. yes. Yeah, and then they lost against Arizona, but we don't care because it was a, it was good. It was fine. They needed to. That was a must-lose game for the for the tank. So we're fine. <laughs> Um, the Tempe of, Coyotes. Yeah, the Tempe. Yes, Coyotes. like to confirm, uh, Chuck Fletcher was hired in December 2018. Okay, yeah, so he would have he made the decision to 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 get the uh, to get the defenseman. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Did they trade there again? It was. They traded down, right? No. I don't remember. Yes, they traded uh, the pick that became Victor Solderstrom. For yeah, with Arizona, and they got the 45th pick to move down three spots. And that is 
I'm going to say this. Oh, they also traded a pick to Nashville. Well, we won't look at that one, but it's okay. Igor Afanasyov. Oh, that's okay. Well, it's not Cole Caulfield, so good. He's ours. Suck it. Um, we're going to talk about the Josh Manson contract. Sorry, not contract. The deal a little later for Colorado and that. Um, but maybe it sets a market for the Chirot, uh sweepstakes. Apparently interested are Carolina, Calgary, still Florida, St. Louis, from Pierre Lebrun. Minnesota may, may be in it too. And apparently Montreal are amongst the teams speaking in Minnesota about Jack McBain. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? They do need a centerman, and maybe that would solidify, you know, what an ability to maybe trade Christian Dvorak. I don't know. It's a lot of money, though. What? Christian Dvorak. Yeah, I mean, it's like $4 million. I know they're going to be tight for the cap, but if you want a cost-effective centerman, I think Dvorak's like the right option. It's just, it, can you keep him and also give Fiala a big deal, right? Or, yeah. sorry, sending Dvorak to Minnesota? Is that what yeah. the suggestion is? I would assume Ooh, so. Uh, that, that would be, like, I get, I think it would be, I think it's both ways, though. I think it'd be good for Minnesota, I guess, like, as you were saying, Adam, like, that's a player that they could use. But I'm trying to look for players as cheap as possible because they have no cap. Well, you got to think of how many how many centers can play in the top six making less than $5 million. It's just, yeah, but then you remember dead cap space. They are so boned, and they are not looking like they're going to do anything of, of consequence in the playoffs this year. And um, it's, it's a big thing, too. I think they're just in a weird position right now because the Wild, they tend to be one of those teams that they, they pick a lot out of the NCAA. Yeah. And they may, they're not, they don't have any leverage right now, Jack McBain. Okay. And at the same time, they lost Philip Lindbergh last year from UMass when he went to the Penguins. So they were nervous about Russia because of what happened with Gabrick. Oh, no, Gabrick. Sorry, but you know what I mean? No. There was. Yeah. There was a certain thing there. Kaprizov maybe changed their mind, but there was the KHL threat. They're worried about free agents in college. They're running out of leagues to draft from. I just want to say you're running out of leagues, Minnesota. Which is um funny because the last year Michael Russo commented on like what the strength was of the Minnesota Wild in terms of drafting. Like for example, like Matt Boldy, that's another American pipeline type of guy. Yeah, and. The picks you see, like, I think I mentioned one time in an article, is just, like, the picks between one Russian player to another was Anton Hudobin in 2004 to Kirill Kaprasov in 2015. Like, they didn't select the Russian in, like, that time period. But, Adam, I think to answer your question um, on, you know, or I guess to go back at your statement about how many $5 million top six centers there are, you're right. There's barely any out there and i think they kind of have one of them 5.25 for uh joel erickson for the next seven years after this one and then it's just going to be a lot of relying on the young guys and that's uh marco rossi and matt boldy like i I, it's not great but that's awful wait a minute are you saying ryan hartman's not a center i i'm saying ryan hartman's (laughs) not a center but like i i know they have capriza for four more years after this one. And I'm not trying to look that far ahead, but I wonder if from Minnesota's perspective, they don't view this as the um, time to win. I wonder if they view this the next couple of years where they have that large jet cap hit as getting those young guys into the NHL 
And when that dead cap hit goes away, they have all this free cap space to go after and make splashes in the UF in in free agency and in the trade market. Just so an idea. How, how long is that going to be? Two or three years? I want to say yeah, I'm just going to double check. Uh, yeah. So then uh, three years of about 14 or 13 next year and then 15 the two years after that. Because yeah, maybe I'm off the track with Dvorak. Because yeah, there, there's Simon there, and that that's interesting. What I do, and I forget, I I've, I don't know how many of their defensive prospects, but here's a big problem in that case. In three years, Spurgeon's 35. Brody yep. uh, Brody is going to be 31. Uh, Dumba might be gone. Um, it it just looks compl- uh, such a mess. Man, I'm t- Bill Guerin, he swung, man. I don't know how it's going to be looked back on, but, I mean, it, you have the cojones, but uh, it's it, that is such an unwinnable situation. I yeah, don't envy def- that. I don't envy that. Like, their two top defensive prospects right now are going to be solid guys. It's like Carson Lambos and Ryan O'Rourke. Um, what, about, uh, what about Kaelin Addison? Is he, is he, Ken, he, he doesn't have, like, the – he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think he, he's going to be an NHL player. I think he just doesn't have the same potential that they, they that the umph that they see of like a Carson Lambos, for example. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, I don't know. How, how did we get to Minnesota, Devorah? Right? Jack McBain. Jack McBain. Jack McBain. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that, like I think, um, and Adam, you tell me you, you would know better than me, but in terms, in terms of, I mean, center depth, we know now isn't, um, necessarily as strong but for the future i know a lot of their uh, what type of prospects do you have going down the middle i'm actually thinking i don't know beside evans and paling let me just give me a second to refresh myself here because i can't think of Cam hillis is there mm, the big one would probably yon, probably be yon meshack but like i think that you kind of cap him out as a third line center uh, you would, I think they have a hope of who you could potentially get as a center. Not going to say his name, but you could right. probably hope that they need another center. But I just don't think it's going to be Dvorak. You know what I mean? I just don't. You know, the thing with Dvorak has been like, he, he's a fine two-way center, but not a contender. You're going to win if, with him as your third line center. Um, you know, again, they, they probably have hopes for a centerman at this draft to try and sort of slot in there. Like they don't have to trade Dvorak, right? Like they, they've got the term; they can wait for it. But um, I don't know. There was a certain centerman maybe they could have targeted in the off season, but that's obviously not going to happen. And that's Thomas Hurdle. Um, I didn't mean to go straight off transitioning from your question; it just hit me. Um, if you're great cool, transition, on. no, no, okay. I didn't. that was it. Very good. They they took two centers in the second round last year, right? Who well, Riley was... Kidney and, and... Oliver Kapanen. Okay, yeah, Kapanen I don't think is going to be a top six centerman and Kidney. I think he's had a good year. I'm not too familiar. I haven't kept up as much with their last draft, obviously because the one guy that's at the top of it is sort of like whatever. Um, But I don't think either of those guys have second-line center potential. They can be there, but are they going to be that level? I don't know. So I, I don't know if those are, you know, your your best options. Really they have a lot of prospects, traded, like, by the way. Sorry? In, sorry, in 2021, like I was looking through their picks, like after round one and two, they didn't select again until like round six. Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, because you know what Bergman always does is he he moves, he'll like swap years. So that's why this year they have 
uh, their second, three thirds, two fourths, a fifth, a sixth, and two seventh. It's a thing Bergevin always used to do. It's it's really strange. And he was a weird GM, very weird GM. But like they have a lot of defensive prospects. I think a goalie prospect of theirs just had like a bunch of awards in the NCAA. They have another guy over Europe. They've got some wingers in that. They need more centermen, which you you did it if you held on to someone. But you know, at least they have Suzuki who's disgustingly good. But no, okay, yeah, but the hurdle transition was so good. Um, anyway. Yeah, one of the big trade pieces potentially is gone. Thomas Hurdle is staying in San Jose. Apparently, it seems to be an eight-year contract by uh, eight years, $8 million. The first person, I think LeBron said it was happening, and I saw Freeman was the first person I saw to have the AAV. I think Chris Johnson was like two minutes after him, but um, chop one up for LeBron there. We're going to do it. We should actually do that. That's a good idea. Get a trade breaker tracker. And like award it to certain insiders. Anyway, right, that'd um, be cool. Thomas Hurdle is a really good player. I yeah. think it's it's fine. He's you know he's a great two way player. He can score a lot of goals. It's just tough when you look at the Sharks and their contracts, and you're like Logan Couture has six years left. Carlson has six years. Burns has four years. Vlasic has five years. How funny is it that Vlasic has more term than Brent Burns? Yeah, that kind of hurt me when I five years. <laughs> it's like thirty four, right? Martin Jones is um sorry. He's 34 now, right? Vla- uh, 2005 draft. Classic? Yeah. 34, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, my like, Brent Burns is 37? He'll, he'll actually yeah. he'll be, he'll be 35 uh, at the end of the month. That's insane. He, had also, a, he has one of those weird, bir- not weird birthdays, but like it's just the 2003 draft. Like I think he's just like a year, a little mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Martin Jones's uh, buyout is also six years. Uh, it's a good contract. It's just the Sharks have just so much debt in it. You know, I think people are like, oh, another long-term deal for the Sharks, but you know, I think they had to do it. Um, God, they trade. I forgot. Sorry, I forgot they bought out Martin Jones. Oh my. Sorry. A lot of money there. Um, I think it was a good contract. I think it has culminated into what we were talking about before heading into the season. Where remember he had those quotes about the locker room, and of course the dynamic of. Locker room did change with Evander Kane gone. And I think maybe, yeah, he just kind of feels it now that this is a team that could be on a bit of an upside a bit now. Like they're not as bad as they were in 2020, but it's just not there yet or what it was of what we were accustomed to in like the mid 2010s. He also got $64 million. Yeah. So. Which which helps. And I've heard that San Jose is a nice place to live. A lot of taxes, but you know, that helps. it's a nice a place bit more to chill. live. It, I think I struggle with this deal. Like I said, I think the Sharks should do it, right? Because how how often do you have a a, a player like Thomas Hurdle, um, two way centerman, and how very often? Right, and but at the same time like i think they kind of had to keep him because they have to look competitive i don't know like from san jose's perspective are they um are they going to be a popular team in that market if they're not doing well like they've been doing whether they've been average they've been above average before 2020 they've been above average for many years um they were and a model the, franchise for like right. 25 years. The leadership right. factors. So I wonder if there's a worry of, oh no, if we lose this player, then it looks like we're like we're losing a guy for 
for nothing or you could have traded him, but still like this is a, an extremely important piece of your franchise and you've locked up everybody else. Yeah. If half your defense wasn't as old as a steam engine, then, you know, you probably wouldn't be as much of a bad place. It's a fair contract. The AAV I want to say is it's less than Zabanajad. It's less than Couturier. So I, you know, I think it's a fine deal in that regard. It's just the context of San Jose is so bad. You know, the way you're in a bad state of your relevancy when the most like entertaining thing to come out of your franchise of the past couple of months is your AHL team tweeting out a halo clip saying my boss is asleep. There's a triple kill. I landed. I, that's just me. I thought that was really funny, by the way. You know, man, energy sword and using the grapple on the, I don't know if he's playing Fiesta or anything, but that man, that man knew what he was doing. That's a seasoned halo vet right there. Who, did they say who, which player it was? What? No, no, no it, I, was the it was the admin. Oh, it was the admin. He's oh. like, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah. So my boss is asleep. So here's a sick halo thing. And it was, it was legit. Like it clearly, he saved the clip, That's hilarious. uploaded it and just put it up. The, the thing with Minnesota, or not Minnesota, sorry, with San Jose, man, I gave up my, gave up the comparison I was going to make. But the, the thing with San Jose is I look at is now because they're signing all the, they're signing their important pieces, but they're not, it just doesn't seem like they kind of figured it out around them that they're going to be a middling team like Minnesota was for the last, I don't know how many years. That's what I worry about. Is Doug Wilson back? Wasn't there a thing of he stepped away from the team because he had like a really bad COVID case? Like, is he, is, is Doug Wilson back? I'm going to double check. Cap Friendly has him as the, as the general manager. And I know yeah. they're pretty good with, uh, with with keeping up to date with that i will double check because you know what i mean right there was that big thing and i guess just, I, people have been kind of quiet about it but i was definitely thinking of uh yeah it'd be interesting for me too like i think i i don't know what san jose is kind of doing right now i think what alex said they're in a way trying to stay just their head above the water right now in terms of competitiveness and I, I try to think too of like what is their system looking like right now because the people that come to mind for me is just Ryan Merkley and William Eklund and yeah you know solid prospects that you could develop there but I'm just kind of wondering now where uh, is is like would could there have been a bit more there for me like I think the Kings did it really well where they they just kind of stuck to their guns with the big contracts but yeah anybody who was expiring you got what you could for them they're a couple years behind the Sharks in that regard like you think about it is you know yeah Eklund could be what like Turcotte is to them and whoever they get this year um it's weird because at least on the the back end they've had these quiet pieces that you never hear about but they're apparently really good like you think if Mario Ferraro was going to get dealt before he got hurt, we know what's happening. Jacob Middleton, we'll talk about him later. Um, but it's just like, but they keep trading them because you know trying to get Radek access. Samek. But, but yeah, yeah Radam Samek is another Ra- weird one. Radam Samek was a weird one because I remember he signed the contract that contract, and we were talking about it on the podcast and a year before, and I remember just before uh, uh, COVID started. Um, 
it, it was around November 2019. So I was talking to someone who's a Sharks fan, and he was telling me to look out for Radim Semek, not as like this great prospect, but more so as like he's a decent player. And got guys, wow. it's just he's it's, symbolic of what just, the Sharks are trying to do: stability. Do you have a guy that like who's the next Vlasic? You know, like, like it's exactly that's the big problem with San Jose. Um, just because we're it's nearly seven. Um, so mm. we'll just quickly, Alex, did you like just forward the email to Mike and you're just gonna join whenever? Or? I'll send it when we're done. Okay. Um, we can finish off. We're not gonna finish off because we still have trades in the leaves to talk to. Maybe we, we don't tell Mike, but he has to talk about it. If not, we'll just insert it at the end. Um, they just the board with him. Sorry. Go off the board with him. Just like ask him, start asking him random questions about other teams. Don't ask about the Leafs. He's going to get cranked. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. Um, okay, if we look at uh, Vegas, uh, they're bad. So they just came back, Daniel. I told Alex this. So I was on the train coming back from the city. My phone was mm-hmm. at 1%. So I was listening to Friedman and Merrick today, um, Jeff Merrick's show before my phone died. And I heard them talk about the stat from Vegas's road trip. And uh, because I forgot I had a notebook in my bag and I didn't want to open my phone and it died, I wrote on my hand the stat that Vegas went 0-5 on their road trip. Only to forget, as I was leaving the train, I got some, because you know how the go train said the uh, moisturizer thing, to start using it and I realized I smudged it. Um, so it's a bit smudgy. Um, I mean sanitizer, not, not moisturizer? Yeah, no, sanitizer, sorry. sorry. Like Imagine complimentary lotion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've got some, I've got my moisturizer here, actually. This is my fancy one uh, that I stole from my mom. Anyway, uh, but no, it's it's Vegas have been, I think statistically, I don't, I know points percentage wise they're out. I haven't looked at the standings today, so I don't know if they're out of the playoffs, but they are on a downwards turn. A lot of players are hurt uh, and some guys are not playing well. And I don't think we can blame Jack Eichel for obvious reasons. The guy hasn't played, um, but it is it is looking rough. It is looking rough in Vegas right now. I, For the I, first really, time ever. Funny. Yeah. Enough. If they lose, if they don't make the playoffs, this is going to be like historic in their franchise history. Literally. <laughs> That's true. I'm really first glad. I'm missing. I'm really glad the guys in Buffalo are, uh, the reporters in Buffalo are just eating this up. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm I'm so happy for them. They have something nice to talk about. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, okay. Like, I guess this was bound to happen. Where. Uh, We've talked about it before where there were a lot of the injury scares. Um, We were looking at, okay, what is their depth going to look like when they were so top heavy? And then you take away one guy like a Mark Stone, or even you take away a Robin Leonard who's been injured and just, yeah, look at how this team is. Like, I'm not saying Laurent Brassois is bad. I'm just saying that the number of games he's been playing is just not suited for his skill set. Leonard's been hurt. That's why. Yeah. It's crazy what happens when two top six wingers, two top four defensemen, and your starting goalie go down. And like, you trade the Vesna caliber back up. Yeah, no, that that's true. I think there's uh, some re- revisionist history on that. I don't, I don't like that. That he the, was the better the goalie. No, I okay. I under I understand that, but for the last how many years we've been talking about Robin Leonard. And so you handed him the keys. He now can't handle he not that he can't handle it. He got injured. Yeah, he's and now it's like, oh no, well, I mean, you should have kept the goalies for $13 million. Like there, there was or $12 million. There was clearly 
cap implications there. And they went with the younger guy and the guy they already had tied for term. Like I get why they traded him and I get why people are pissed, but don't turn this around on if they had Mark Andre Fleury, Mark Andre Fleury could be the guy who's injured right now. Uh, uh, I'm picking on them. They traded him for nothing. I know. I, I fully, I fully get that. And the Blackhawks might get a ransom for him. I'm going to make, or fun they might get nothing. A hundred percent. They get There's, above a fifth they have round all, pick. Then they already got more. <laughs> that's true. I mean, no, it's a, know, it's a low bar. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, but anyway, I know what you mean. I, I'm being picky about it, but, but still it's, it's listen, I'm, I'm going to rip on Vegas. They deserve it. I think it's just oh, 100%. Mid- it's like the mid-season makeover, right? Um, I think we didn't talk about the Alex Tuck factor where he was a solid top nine guy for him for him at for them, and he knew the system very well, right? He only played a handful of games for the wild before he went to Vegas. And I think that's just like a like from what I've heard, and maybe there's just a bias from Buffalo reporters of a kind of locker room guy he is, the consistency he brings in as a power forward type of guy. And just the chemistry that was there. And I think with this midseason makeover, I know, yeah, injuries aside, but I really felt like the Jack Eichel thing, it was going to take a lot of time. So for this, I wasn't surprised that we're, we're, we're talking about Vegas being in the situation. I'm going to turn it on. You hear Daniel, I'm going to say this. I put do not okay. stare back on because for some reason, when you turn it off on your phone, it turns it off on the Mac if you haven't connected because that's dumb. Because um, I was listening to Jesse Granger. From the athletic mm-hmm. covers the Golden Knights, and he was talking about a big guy who's a big presence is their captain, Mark Stone, who's been out. With respect to Buffalo reporters, Alex Tuck, Mark Stone, Alex Tuck. Then I, I mentioned uh, in my in my uh, original Stone. spiel, I said Mark Stone, like that's a huge yeah. factor that it's kind of undercut. And not to mention, you know, the misfit line has sort of had to you know come up. Then Riley Smith got hurt. They've just been bombarded with injuries that and i don't know if pete DeBoer is a good coach i said it without coached by an interim suck it we keep i I, the thing with vegas that is so interesting is um when we talk about them like as as hockey twitter when we talk about them we talk about them in the same way that we talked about them in the first year where oh it's like this new expansion team and because they're still so new right they're only what five years old I'm six years old. I can't really do math. 2017. They're not the same team. They might have some, some of the same players, Bill Foley, George McPhee. And um, now it's going to kill me. And Kelly McCrimmon are absolutely ruthless human beings. Yep. This is not the fun. Oh, I pick, we took on the guys that nobody wanted. This is the team who year after year went out and got the best available player. You guys want me to read to their roster right now? Just, just for a bit of a laugh. Okay. Sure. Uh, so this is what Cat Friendly has their roster is right now. Brissois, the backup goalie is Logan Thompson. The defense, Petrangelo, good player. Um, Theodore, good player. Uh, Nick Haig, good player. Um, Dylan Coughlin, I've heard of him. Zach Whitecloud, we know him. Braden Pachel. Daniil Miro, Miro, oh, I'll get it. Daniil Miromanov, Romanov with MI at the first part of it. The four words, Eichel, Pacioretty, 
Carlson, Marcia So, even though Patrick, I'm pretty sure is still hurt. Uh, Marcia So, Dodonoff, Stevenson, Carrier, Patrick. Okay, we, we know some of those guys, right? Nick Waugh, uh, Maddie, I remember him, uh, Keegan Colasar, Jack, or Jake Lecisions. I only know of him because Lecisions with Dom was making a big point about that guy's name. Jonas Rangeberg. That's not a real person. And Paul Cotter. I'd like to uh, shout out, by the way, in that roster. Are you are you finished with the Yes, roster? that's everything. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to shout out Logan Thompson, the backup goalie right now. He was a U Sports All Star before he make his he made his way through the yes, through yes. the THL, AHL, and then the NHL. His uh, fun fact: he has an eight ninety save percentage. Enough. I, I think I saw Ben uh, Ben Steiner tweet about that. Mm-hmm. About the U Sports. Yeah, and uh, and he's been bad. Um, yeah, yeah he's not Vegas. Great. They need to, and people are starting to make it sound like there's going to be serious repercussions if they miss the playoffs. <laughs> Remember when we thought it was serious when they fired Gerard Gallant because Flurry was bad for a week? Could you mm-hmm. imagine what they're going to do if they miss the playoffs? Yeah, they'll probably uh, fire uh, what Pete DeBoer. I could, I would put a bet on it that DeBoer is gone. Oh yeah, if they miss the playoffs, first guy to go. Like, because if you if you look at that roster. If, if you look at that roster when healthy, um, that's a cup-winning roster. Yeah. Yeah. Based on Dom uh did you see the previous model he put up, I think, today, about the last uh, few cup teams or the teams that, um, in terms of what they have right now, match up to what a typical cup-winning team is? And I think yes. number one is Florida. Yeah. He also had another thing with um, him and Shana Gold Goldman. Is it Goldman or Go- I think it's Goldman? Had a really good piece of like, like these teams are this tier. These teams just need a pinch of salt, and they're added too. They they're really good. That's really really good reads. You're being realistic. You see the cases that's happening. You see that that Jack Eichel is going to need some time to really recoup and they get back in game shape. I could say we know his neck has been treated on. He's been cleared, but uh, it's going to be interesting to actually see what Vegas do because. You know it's bad when you've opened the door for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, God, I love the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, maybe we pause now and we wait for Mike. Before we go, yes or no, are the Oilers getting their goalie you can wait. in the trade deadline? No, because they think Koskinen's good enough, okay. which is going to blow think- up in a week or two, I bet. Uh, Alex? Of course it's, of course it's going to blow up in a week or two because they go up and down. Like – they had a really good stretch. Oh, the light turned off. Whatever. Um, they have a really good stretch. And then as soon as one of McDavid or Dreisaitl begin to tail off a little bit, which they're allowed to do, by the way, yeah. they're allowed to do, it, things go completely crazy. Yeah. Okay. okay. My prediction is they'll get a goalie, but it's going to be... Not of the top tier guys. It's just going to be a goalie, though. You know who's playing tomorrow, apparently? Charlie Lindgren. Jake Allen. Okay. So, man, Sam Mumbo's available. But they have to retain, though, right? The Habs, like 50%. For Mumbo? No, for uh, Jake Allen. <laughs> no, we're, no, you'll get Jake Allen. Unless you're, they're not going to give up the price that the Habs would ask for Jake Allen. So okay. Mambo would be a much cheaper option. And yeah, you're not going to get Once, Allen when he plays like one or two games in front of that line. No tough. one, no one's paying any price. Apparently, I don't like the yeah, reports are scary. ridiculous. The reports are ridiculous. I know we'll get to the Vitrano trade. I read something interesting. 
Yeah, so did I. And so. if the, the Habs get a third for Sherrod, I'm going to be mad. Who's asking a second for Vitrano, by the way? Get out, Florida, you idiots. That's almost as ridiculous as asking for a first for Ben Sherrod. No, it's not. It's history. Look at the market. Look at look at Savard. Makes sense. <laughs> Never, I'm not going to get into this <laughs> argument. David Savard and Ben Sherrod are not the same player. Yes, they literally are. I've watched them both. No. They're both awful. No. Look who the cat dragged in. It's Mike. He's back. How are you? I'm amazing. I haven't talked to you guys in like a year. How's everyone doing? Yeah, I know. it's not like we were playing Chow last night. Well, great night at Chow. Went in the division. Great night. Great night. Some fun games. Don Dubs Division Seven. How are you doing, you, Mike? I'm good. Are you good also at undisclosed location like Alex is? Yes, I am at the undisclosed lo. Let me make sure no one sees. I'm an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> doing working hard today as you can tell mm-hmm. working hard or hardly working there's no difference <laughs> so this is the third of our trade deadline previews with the pals with the lads as we call it it's going to be the final one unfortunately the fourth one didn't work out with montreal um and, the best uh, for last yeah of course we had to um and to talk about the new york rangers and we actually have a trade to talk to with this guy I already introduced you. I don't know why I'm doing it again. He has the Rangers hat on. All right, Mike, first and foremost, it's a bit of a nothing deal. It's a fourth round pick for Frank Vitrano. Apparently the condition on it is the rate. I guess New York have Winnipeg's fourth as well. And the higher pick ends up going to Florida in the deal. I'm sure it's the later pick. Is it the later one? It's the later one. Okay. Yeah. Well, Florida Panthers are weird. Well, Florida are clearing room, but what do you think of Frank Vitrano? You know, I like it. I really like it. And you guys have seen me react to some of Chris Drury's moves over the past year and a bit. Most certainly you guys have seen me rip my hair out, but this was a move that I was surprisingly very happy with. And, you know, the Rangers are getting, you know, it's no secret that the biggest problem that the Rangers have had to deal with this year is depth. Their depth has been well, pathetic. So for them to be able to go out and acquire Somebody who would fit, I think, would fit really well on those bottom two lines. He's not big. He's five foot eleven, but he throws his weight around. He plays pretty nasty, but he can score. Like one thing people forget is that Frank Vitrano's had to deal with a bunch of injuries over the last few years, and he's never really been given much of a shot to <clears throat> to thrive a lot. Like he had one great year with Boston, where he's proven that he is a twenty goal scorer. He's almost a twenty five goal scorer. And for him to, you know, he was part of, um, this is two trades now that the the first time that he was traded um, out of Boston to, to, to Florida is because they needed space for Rick Nash. They needed space apparently for Brian Gianta. There's too much depth that they were going to lose him on the waiver wire. And then the second time around now here, you see that Florida is, is all in. They're looking at Claude Giroux. At the very least, they're looking at, at some, some, some big fish players that they can get. So, you know, the biggest thing is that somebody needs to play alongside Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom for the next few weeks until Capococco comes back. Because even though Capococco hasn't been amazing this year, he somehow still stabilizes that second line. And Dryden Hunt has not been the solution to that. In fact, it's actually, you know, the guy works his bag off, but it it hurts to watch him sometimes. So, you know, I think it's good to have him as a temporary solution, potentially, to throw him on that second pairing line. 
And then once Cabo Caco comes back, I say shift him down to the third line. And there you go. You can eliminate either one of Dryden Hunt or Greg McKegg from the lineup. So um, the most important thing is I think this is the first of, of, of a couple rooms. I don't think Frank Vitrano is the only answer and the only uh, acquisition they're going to make in terms of addressing their their depth. Um, I think there will be more moves to come, but I like this this move a lot. It, it also Kyle. Sorry. No, I was gonna say it also helps uh, he's Italian, right? So he has the most New York name, eh? He does. He does. Hey Frankie Betrano. Betrano. <laughs> exactly. Alex, he talked about Kako, so if you want to go. Oh yeah. I, I'd be curious because I, I think um with two guys in particular, Kako and Lafreniere, because obviously they're both first overall and second overall picks, and they haven't had um, let's say the best of times coming to the NHL in terms of living up to all that hype that they received coming in, uh, which is typical for a first and second overall pick. Like that's, that's nothing new. Look so, at Jack Hughes. Right. Exactly. Look at Jack Hughes. Um, how have they been this year? Like this is, I think their third and fourth year uh in the nhl respectively so like are they different are they better or is this going to be a longer term thing of them eventually reaching that potential that we all gave them well the crazy part is that over the last year and a bit i think the stat is out that alexi lafreniere leads the rangers in even strength goals which was nuts to me it was nuts and even so he's just he's looked a lot more comfortable this year, you know, he's not himself putting up a bunch of points, but he's scoring some important goals and he's contributing a lot. I mean, Mika Zibanejad is the center of that line, but Lafreniere is right up there in terms of generating chances. And he's one of the biggest reasons that, you know, in August, you, you could have told me that if you were going to tell me in August, that Chris Kreider was going to be a 40 goal scorer this year, I would have laughed in your face, but the reality is he has 39 goals. He's going to hit 40. It's just a matter of if, or it's a matter of when. And Lafreniere has been a big part of that. Um, so I, I think he's, 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 you know, he's, he's poised for a breakout. I think it'll come. I think especially once he gets the taste of playoff hockey. So he learns how to play harder, what it takes to play at the next level. I think that'll light a fire in, on, under him. Um, but Capo, Capo Caco has been a bit of a, I don't want to say a letdown, but he he's had to deal with some 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 crap, um, especially this year. He's had to deal with a couple injuries, but you know the one thing that I've noticed a lot is that his absence has been pretty major, like pretty major. I didn't expect it to be this bad, but you know, despite the fact that he's not putting up on the score sheet, he's still doing the little things that matter. He's still winning some battles. He's still making some passes. Overall, he is balancing out that. Um, that second line with Panarin and Strom, and obviously Panarin has has the the gifted ability to to make players around him better, but it it just shows in his absence. Like I mentioned, Dryden Hunt is in there, and it's it just has not really worked at all. I mean, granted, Strom has finally started to look a little better. Um, he started to put up some points the last little while, but without putting up points or doing much capo caco still very much is such is an important part of that line so his absence has been felt a lot they're you know the thing is they're not the numbers aren't eye-popping but when it counts they are important players that are 
you know, they're, they're important. They balance out the chemistry of these lines so that they're not too overcrowded. And, you know, you can't ask for more of them. Hopefully they start to, to put on some points and break out, but you know, they're doing a good job. By the way, to, uh, to put in perspective how young they are, Kako is only 21 and uh, it's his third year. Yeah. Uh, just, and uh, it's Lafreniere's second year and uh, he's 20. So young men, uh, young men, uh, go ahead, Dan. Um, yeah. So Mike, it was pretty interesting when I saw the Frank Vitrano trade is leading up to the deadline. Um, we're going to talk about specific names after, um, especially uh, Adam. Oh, but, yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> but for I, me, I, I hope just, you love it, Mike. Okay. <laughs> I guess like in the lead up to it, or just more broadly speaking, where do you see the Rangers this year in terms of a potential playoff run and what they should be doing at the deadline to kind of maximize that potential for the year? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, hold on, let me just. Yeah. So, um, you know, one important thing that uh, that I think we got to look at this year is that the Rangers are not supposed to be here. They're not supposed to be this good. They're not supposed to be doing as well as they're doing, but they are. So the thing with me is that, you know, I wouldn't really want to go all in if I was the Rangers right now. I mean, by the grace of God and because of a man named Igor Shesterkin, they're in a playoff spot. And they're going to be battling for that playoffs, like the top, uh, a higher seating against Pittsburgh. But this by no means is, is, a, is a win now year. I think if they get into the playoffs, I think honestly they'll lose in the first round, even if they play Pittsburgh as, as a higher seed, because Pittsburgh just has that much more uh, veteran experience. They have uh, like multiple cup winners on that team, like multiple time cup winners on that team. So I think it's just important that, you know, you, you keep shoring up the depth, but you don't give away too many of the assets. Like, I think Ben Sherratt is a good acquisition. And I know that is something that Adam wanted to hear. Do I think the Rangers should splurge and give up a first round pick? Absolutely not. Because like maybe a second, maybe a a third, but, but not a first round pick. And, you know, we could see what the market is like after that Manson trade. And blue balled me hard, by the way. I know you did. But then there's also guys like, you know, Arturi Lekkanen. If you can <laughs> blue me again, this steals my questions. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, those are two guys that I would want on the team, but they're not guys that I'd want to sell the cupboard for, you know, one thing that we look, looked at is that people are like, Oh, well, I mean, people have thrown, thrown first round picks around Tampa threw a first round pick for Blake Coleman and the prospect for Blake Coleman. And they threw a first round pick for Barkley Goodrow. Okay. Well, they were in win now mode with the second best goalie currently in the world. And one of the best top sixes ever. And Victor Hedman in that decor. While the Rangers have a great decor minus the bottom pairing, and they have a pretty good top six. They're not by any means in win now mode. So I would, you know, I would focus on trying to get rid of Vitaly Kravtsov to, to get somebody in that, that wants to play. Um, maybe even a guy like Ricard Raquel. Like I, that's still a, like a stretch for me, but I would even go for a guy like him or, or Callie Yarncroc. But I wouldn't want to start selling like the cupboard right now. It's, this is not the year. Okay. Um, this is just my follow-up is you've mentioned Vitaly Kravtsov, but along with him, what other uh, assets are you comfortable with giving up at the deadline to help the Rangers with shoring up that depth? You know, I think a lot of teams want a couple of, 
a couple of guys, a couple of prospects, a couple of of guys who are starting to get some reps in, like um, Morgan Morgan Barron. He's a good two way player. He's somebody that the Rangers have received some calls on. Uh, Braden Schneider has finally started to get some some reps in the NHL. I just don't know where he falls into place. So that's why, you know, the, the big thing is that they've been experimenting so hard with that bottom pairing because they like they just can't figure that part out. But um, it, it'd be interesting to see what they can get for a guy like Braden Schneider without necessarily giving up on him. But I mean, you can get a pretty good, pretty good defenseman, I'd say, for him. Um, if you're looking at bigger players, say you're looking at a guy like Rickard Raquel or something like that, then yeah, you got to start thinking about guys like Nose Lundquist. And I'm okay if Nose Lundquist departs because while this guy's not as talented as him, Zach Jones is still a pretty good offensive defenseman, same handedness that can kind of step up there as well. If, if he needs to get called up Nils is, I compare Nils to like the Sandine of the Rangers. So, you know, if he gets moved, he gets moved, but I, I think, you know, there's somebody to step up there. Julian Gauthier, he is starting to, you know, the guy has hands that are absolute bricks, but he's big and he can shoot a bit. And, but the big thing is he's pretty fast for his size. So he's somebody I would be okay with moving as well for, for, for a bigger package. Um, yeah. There's no shortage of people to sell really. I just want to quickly share a tweet that came a few minutes ago. Oh, just, I saw it too. I saw let it me too. I, I, know this I, I, I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> From Darren Dreger, still more than one team in the mix, however. That's, he didn't even say still more than one team. Okay, no, he did. I'm just done. However, sources say Sherrod trade negotiations are heating up. And how does Music that make you feel? Music to my ears. More than one team. Maybe up the price, a bit of interest, you know, a bit of a play. You know what? You know what Sherrod's done that I don't think Josh Manson. Actually, let me before I throw this wild statement, let me just double check Josh Manson's hockey DB page. Um, and just just to double check something to make sure I'm not a complete hoopla. Okay, never mind. That was uh I was gonna be dumb. Okay. I want to ask you about that. What do you think happens now with Josh Manson, who is I mean, I I wouldn't call him as good as Ben Sherrod, and that's not me pumping Ben Sherrod's tires that much seriously. But the fact that Josh Manson can go for a second and a prospect who is the eighth to 10th prospect in the Avs' pipeline. Yes. For And on top of that, they retain 50%. Yes. That's such, that's just, that's just absurd, absurd to me. Yes. How do you think that affects the Ben Sherrod market? Simply because first off, um, Pat Pravik shot himself in the foot when he just flat out said, if no one signs, they're gone. Um, now, we know that the Habs haven't been secret in their one to get Ben Chirot, but um, oh, it, really? wasn't, it wasn't like Verbeek who like his second day was like, yeah, they're going to be gone if they don't want to <laughs> be here. Not to mention Josh Manson doesn't have the value he used to. Um, I saw Jay Fresh joke. If they traded him two, three years ago, remember when everyone was like, ah, Nylander. Um, not to mention, I don't think we've seen what Josh, we haven't seen in Josh Manson. We don't have the body of work in so many top pair minutes that you would bench your rod. No, I'm not saying, Daniel, are you going to let him, are you going to let him do this to your say, guy? You're going to let him guy, do man. this to your guy? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Josh Manson's played minutes, but has he, this is the point I'm getting to, has Josh Manson played top two minutes in a shutdown role 
four rounds deep into the playoffs. And Wait, has he been PP1? <laughs> three rounds. Does he quarter? No, it's PP2 now, but he was quarterback in PP1 to start because Dom Ducharme. Um, <laughs> has he done that? How well, many OT game-winning goals is Ben Sherratt? Okay. Uh, does uh, Manson have? Because Sherratt's had a few this year. Nine points in 10 games. You can do it all. Wait, I thought we're not allowed to pick and choose when uh, on the amount of games. So we Alex, decide we that both last know episode. that I like moving the goalposts for Ben Chirot, Well, Adam, so. Adam mm. liked to do this because Mike, uh, he, he mentioned the names really early on before Adam's question. So this is the new content. This is revenge. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. No, it's just because, uh, yeah, no, legit. My two questions were Lekin and Chirot and you just blew by them. Um, <laughs> but no, like if even if they get a second in the prospect, I'm still cool with it. The thing is, it's interesting if Calgary called because Calgary shouldn't be calling them because like unless they're willing to pay the price because Calgary know better than anyone because he was close to getting dealt in the Foley deal. So if you're Calgary, don't waste my damn time. And their pressure is on a team like Calgary because a team in their conference just suited up. This is how, if you're smart, you can put the pressure on and realize, okay, they're suiting up. You have to now. Now, and I know there is reports. I think Frank Saravelli said that, um, that the original asking price for Toronto was a second. Ben Chirot's crazy. But there was precedent. Precedent? I always screw precedent. that up. There was precedent last year with the Savard deal. Respect to Frank for Toronto? Uh, no. No, that got a guy who was like fourth line time with the Panthers at the point. So, you know, but anyway, it, it's about you here, Mike. It's about you here. All I know is I've gotten my Ben Chirac quota in for a guest. So <laughs> I've done my part. Um, okay. And yeah, you took Lekkanen. I, I can't. I can't actually ask anything. You back. Well, you I didn't ask me what right I would now. take like it in for. Um, what? It doesn't matter what you want. Wait, what like did you say you would first. take? You what? It. What did you say you would take Ben Sherrod for? I'll take it in a second I, in the prospect. No, oh, I said a second. I, I, I'm very a, well aware, Adam, Adam. I'm very well aware what you would take. You yes. take for Ben. Sherrod. Hello, guests. We have you on to ask questions. Answer my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, what would you? What would you pay for Ben Sherrod? I don't remember. I would do a second. Yeah. And a third max. Okay. What about Lekkonen? Because that's a legitimately valuable. Kravtsov. A second. And you got to toss someone in there. Um, It's a good start. You know, I'll start with that for now because that's how negotiations go. Okay. And I want a first, but we'll see. I know you happens. want a first, but apparently that's the asking price. Well, I think a first for Lekkonen is a lot more reasonable than Sherrod because Lekkonen is Lekkonen. Yes. And team control is advanced numbers, have him in the Selkie. You should go to the Golden Knights. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't be a terrible move, but I don't want to patch already. No, no, no. I, I really, this Sherrod trade needs to happen. With If it's the Toronto or the Rangers and we have you guys on is to be, I've dreamed of moments like this. I won't um, come on the podcast. Like, I won't talk to you for like a week. I you don't have a choice. Uh, I, need, I need a break. <laughs> there are two things we want to ask. One is from Daniel, but I want to start off with um, who was your MVP, Mike? And why is it Igor Shesterkin? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's Igor Shesterkin. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. The Rangers should not be in the position they are right now. And the reason being because of this Russian goat named Igor Shesterkin, just the way the guy is 
he's done everything, man. He's kept this team in, in like half of the ga- the games they've won, they've had no business winning or they, they've just been so close. Um, So yeah, he's been my MVP. And, you know, obviously you got guys like Austin Matthews, Hubert and Austin Matthews is on an absolute goal scoring tear. But the reason I'm giving the edge to Igor, even if I was not to be biased, despite the fact that obviously I am, is because of the fact that if you look at it, I mean, first off, goalies play every minute of the game that they play in unless they get yanked or injured. But he's also doing this in front of a team that is not helping him remotely. Like, despite the fact that, uh, like, Austin Matthews gets to play, and this is not me just ripping on Austin Matthews. Alex, I'm just trying to present facts here. But no, I, I have Igor Shosturkin as my I MVP know you do. winner. That's why, I, yeah. But, okay, sorry. For bad. anyone that listens that's a Leafs fan, I'm not torching the Leafs. I'm just saying, you know, it helps – uh, it helps a bit when Austin Matthews has the support of Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Mo Bamba Riley, Michael John Bunting, Tavares. Michael Bunting. <laughs> You're really trying to instigate it. I'm not. I'm not, so, I'm not. Listen, 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 listen. What I what I will say. I'm so you do rag on the Leafs, just not it, not not in the podcast. Hey, just who has, who has more career points, Michael Bunting or Capo Caco? I wonder. Probably Bunting because he gets to play like crazy amount. And, also because he's like 29, 35 years old. Hey, Mike, do you think Bunting deserves the Calder? Stop doing this to me. <laughs> and after, anyway, the pod- get- after the podcast, he's going to rip on me as if I asked those questions. You set me up. This is gotcha journalism by Alex. Uh, <laughs> I didn't Danny, even do anything. But Danny, I mean, like, go ahead whenever, by the way. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. That's the uh, forward question, right? Yes. That's my question. Oh, I thought, was that you who asked? Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I, I think, uh, Mike, we talked about it off the podcast uh, a couple, a few times um, now. And it's a guy, obviously, probably not going to be moved, but obviously, who the hell knows at this point? Um, JT Miller. I, I know we've had the discussions about him. Do you think the Rangers should bring back the former Ranger? No. Why? Even though I really wanted to at the beginning of the year, or at least at least up until a month ago, really. I was all for a JT Miller acquisition. But the way I see it is that, you know, there's a couple of factors here. First off, JT Miller is going to command a return, like a serious return. This guy is not helping anybody out by playing so damn well for Vancouver. Uh, not to mention that he's got an extra year on his contract, and that's a good thing if you can trade for him. But it's not, you know, I, I was just talking, obviously, you know, what when I answered Daniel's question about about emptying the cupboard, I, I, that's that was my answer. And, I, you know, the thing is, the most important thing to prioritize is depth. You know, they have two two centers in Strom and, and uh, sorry, in Strom and Zabanajad. And sure, that means if you trade for for, um, uh, for sorry for Miller, then that means you're either putting him on your second line left wing, where Panarin is, or you're putting him as one of your top two, uh, what you call it, top two or top sorry second or third line center positions. Because you also have Philip Hedl, unless he's part of the deal. I mean, first off, a big part is who the heck goes in this deal. Um, and I, 
like, you know, I, I just don't feel like, I just feel like that's just counterintuitive to what the end goal and what they need to do is because at the end of the day, no matter what, if you get a player like him or, and you have to put him at center or put him at wing, then one of your good centers is still going to be, he's still going to be SOL because he's still going to be playing with crappy depth on the wings. Like either, or if you manage to keep Strom or you get rid of Strom and put Heedle, Heedle has been struggling all year because a, he has sucked and should be better, but also he just doesn't have any help. Like I will give him the benefit of the doubt on both sides. Two seconds. It's funny. eh? Uh, I also like, by the way, how both Mike and Daniel have these amazing toques on. Uh, Yes. I brought this specifically because, because of this hit. How how much longer could you be around? Like, I'm not doing anything for a while. So Do you I'm want good. to quickly just stay on to talk about the uh, the Colorado trades and the Leafs then? Okay. Okay. All right. I the main point here is to try and antagonize an argument between Mike and Alex. So you know, for the content. Uh, before we get to the Leafs, so the Avalanche made a pair of deals. Um, obviously, the massive one is Nico Sturm. I am kidding. Uh, Nico Sturm gets traded in exchange for Tyson Jones, who Alex had, of course, as the previewed Colorado player getting dealt. Uh, we'll talk about this one first. Alex, what do you think of it? Uh, I think, well, to me, obviously, this screams of a move to open up about a million dollars of cap space. And so clearly they they are not done. Daniel, you know, Minnesota, you probably know more about Nico Sturm than the rest of us. What are Colorado getting in them? Um, they get a solid bottom six guy at size, has good, good speed. And according to Michael Russo, one of the best guys you could ask for quotes when it comes to articles. Yeah, I saw that. Even though mm-hmm. I've never heard him talk, um, that was interesting. Do you want me to you talk about Tyson Jolson? Oh, sorry, one, if you one thing I was going to say is that I don't know about the, I don't know about you guys, but for the longest time, Dan, you could probably know this a little more. I obviously like ever since he kind of surged last year with the emergence of you know obviously Kaprizov was was the biggest tale of the wild, but Nico Sturm was up there with how much he is with you know showing up and in the playoffs, throwing his body around being a good young player. What happened that you don't, do you, do you, do you have any reasons that you would think he's not part of their future plans anymore? Or obviously he's not because he's not with the organization. I think it's the expectation of, I guess it's just control because a lot of the assumptions was that he was going to get a price that the wild were not comfortable with. And they'd rather bank on the potential of Tyson Jolst because they're using Ryan Hartman now as a first line center. So you could really plug in any guy who's a center right now and just see what you can do with that. So I think that was one part of that. Do you in a slightly used Christian Dvorak, as we discussed yeah. earlier, I'll still, we'll try. I have one more point on this trade and it was crazy to me because Tyson Jolst is wearing number 10. And Weird. I was surprised that Marion Gabrick's number has not been retired yet. Oh yeah. That's a very good point. Wow. It's nice though. So what the only one up there in Minnesota, is it only Koivu? Yeah. 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 We don't talk about the other one because retiring number for the fans is dumb. Uh, anyway, I hate that so, so much so much. Okay, the big one though. Josh Manson. Uh it wasn't Carolina, it wasn't Toronto. It was Colorado. The Ducks trade him for a second in Drew Hallison prospect defenseman. They actually signed, I think it was today or yesterday mm-hmm. they signed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Colorado. We don't know the status of Bo and Byram, so sort of strengthening up that right side with the guy, a different game, but... You like Josh him, he's a pretty Manson. good player, right? Sorry? 
You like Bowen Byram. He's a pretty good player, right? Yeah, I do. Just not the video games. <laughs> Don't try and play with me, Mike. Um, but I'm just trying to get up their daily face off to see where it's going to go. Because uh, I'm pretty sure he's actually playing. Um, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. So he's going to be behind Makar, which is already just gross. Hold on, let's get daily face off here, which has been very finicky with me today. It's not loading. Uh, I know Eric Johnson want to discuss the trade to be on the right side of that third pairing now. Sorry, Lord. Eric Johnson. I'm bad. Well, I would hope it pushes Jack Johnson out the lineup. If you guys want to just discuss it while I try and get this to work, like who won? Well, the they, they also they also have don't have Sam Gerrard, so they'll have. I believe he'll be back for the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's uh, four weeks, it's, I think. So, and all you when, did was give me PTSD by mentioning the JJ word. Johnson, <laughs> is, is his is his buyout still there? Where is he being paid by Col- three teams? No, just just Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think just Pittsburgh because I think he just right. Mike one year deal with the Rangers. What? He had a one year deal with the Rangers. Yes. And it was, um, it was an eyesore, especially because he, it it didn't hurt that he was just so bad, but it also hurt that he took a good number to be so bad. What number Number did he take? He was wearing 27. That's not good. So if the, the abs, so yeah, it would be like, McCarr, Taves, Manson, Murray, Eric Johnson, and probably Sam Gerrard in there, and Jack Johnson's the seventh D. That is is pretty good, and they're not good? done too. I think that's decent until they get Claude Giroux. Um, it's gonna be them or Florida by the sounds of it. And Florida, I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's them his or preferred destination. Yeah, apparently. if if Colorado don't get Giroux, they're gonna get Flurry. No, nah, you know what? I think no, nah, I think it's gonna be Andrew Cop. No, because the Leafs are gonna get Flurry. No, they're not. He doesn't want to come to Toronto. They don't have a good enough chance to win. I don't blame him. Like, <laughs> I don't blame him. But if I'm if I'm him and there's a deal on the table to go to Colorado, like I say, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to Colorado. I don't care about the weather. Like, <laughs> you're gonna win. That's why the like that's like the best constructed team in the league. Just have to stay off the weed, as Stephen A. would say. You call my show. You stuttering in your speech because you ha, because you ha. Goodbye. Look up that clip; it's freaking hilarious. When is okay, KD well, gonna learn? KD, <laughs> when you gonna learn? Kyrie betrayed you. <laughs> the way he, you know what, Stephen A. Smith is really good at doing: purposely interrupting himself when he's like, "You got KD." And I think, wait, 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 let me let me tell you right now. <laughs> that is blasphemy. The man is great, and the way how sometimes he'll just randomly storm in to get up is. Amazing. I think you guys should just do an episode one day where the three of you just watch and just ask Ad, the two of you ask Adam questions and Adam responds in the most Stephen A pos- the Stephen A way possible. I have tried to once do that and it was a bench of rot talk and Alex I think nearly wanted I think Alex wanted to punch me in the face because I was so thingy with sure. I didn't say I actually that. Felt bad I didn't say that. that. I did Stop not say that. No, no, you didn't did say that, say but that. I felt it. I felt it. I'm like, I'm like, Alex is definitely upset with me. Well, because I would like, I'm not going to yell on the podcast. That's the, that's I mean, the one up I had to the do. First time we yelled at each other on the podcast. Yeah, but like I have, a, yeah, no, it would not be. It would. We've gotten there. Well, you joked about the Leafs and and Flurry. Uh, they don't need them because um, Shalgren's apparently the answer. Playing tonight. 
Yeah, that's I. That was Mary. Mary tomorrow, 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 that, oh, tomorrow. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm like they're playing tonight. That, uh, that Mirazik yeah, is just must, a non-option. By the must way, must I say I like he's wearing number fifty to honor Leafs legend Jonas Gustafsson. That's an awful number, and he should be ashamed of himself. I love that. I love that. This is it. He's already he's already Daniel, that, reins. <laughs> Daniel, actually, I actually met Jonas Gustafsson once. Fun story. Nice guy. It's for, it's for another time. Yeah. Fun, nice okay, guy. Okay. Um, it's crazy to me that he's already taken the reins and he, he gets his first test, real test against Carolina on Saturday night. I mean, well, like, okay. Think about it like this. Would you rather throw in Eric Schalgren or would you rather throw in Peter Morazic, who has no confidence? And does you have confidence in Peter Morazic? No, I don't. That's why I'm more than content with putting Eric Schalgren in. What did we think of the outdoor game, by the way? Morazic's performance there. Oh my god, <laughs> that's it. Like I don't. <laughs> There's only so many ways of saying that he's bad. So fair I want to just have a soundbite. The, the, the <laughs> thing is, Alex going, "Oh my god." <laughs> it's another one of the one of the sayings. Um, like if I could swear, I would. Is how I'll put it. Like it was not good. Like it was not a good game. I I would be royally pissed if I was Sheldon Keefe and I saw that. What upset you more than Morazic's play or Sheldon Keefe not taking much from that loss, as he seems to say to every loss? Or Austin Matthews trying to decapitate. We're, no, we'll, um, we'll get to we'll get to oh, Matthews no, in a second. I'm, we'll I'm more upset about Morazic. Okay. I don't think. Up, she, uh, sorry. Well, go ahead, Daniel. Oh no, I was just upset about. The, the special outfits that Cal Dubas and Brendan Shanahan wore, and they were just looked so sad in them. Like, Peaky Blinders. Peaky yeah, Blinders. Was, Dubas looked great. He had yeah, such a nice great. outfit. It's just, they were really sad. I, mean, you know. I wonder why. <laughs> sorry, Daniel. Sorry. Um, but I it, again, like you, sorry, you brought up Sheldon Heave there. I take what he and Dubas say to the public with an extreme grain of salt. I, I don't think Keith took nothing from that loss. What's what's the word again? I, I just I don't. Is it lessons? I think Keith's word is 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 lessons. I think that's I his think, word. because I think the, the front office gave here, Keith a less lesson. To be honest, for after what? that soft and purposeless comment. Mm. Oh yeah, he no, gave him a no. lesson on what he like. You this, here's the thing. What's the issue with John Tortorella? His message gets old, right? Every time he throws a tantrum in the public, it's great once in a while. But when you do it every time you lose a game, it loses its it loses its effect. So yeah. every time they crap the bed, Sheldon Keefe can't come out there and call them soft and purposeless. That loses its effect. Like that's just that's just right. Am, am I wrong? You do I'm not think if after every wrong. game, but if you've lost two to Arizona, Montreal. And then the outdoor game that was, you know, that's two games to Buffalo. Yeah, correct. Uh, oh yeah, uh, within like a few weeks or a month. Yeah, yeah. But I but mean, you, I'm just saying it's. But like, it's not the entire it's, team. But we like, all know it's not the entire mm-hmm. team. Keith can't go out there after Pedro Mrazic blows it like an absolute, mm, and say that team was soft and purposeless because that would be a lie. It would be funny, though. Is this what I said in All or Nothing? Uh, you have to yeah. allocate the F-bombs? Because like, right. they were getting kind of old, like by episode three. Austin Matthews tried to take someone's head off. That was not soft and purposeless. <laughs> I guess we can talk about it. He gets two games for the cross-check to Rasmus Dahlin. 
Good. Uh, the the outpouring to this was hilarious. I just want to say, uh, I think it was fair. Yeah, no, no, it's hundred percent fair. I don't think people's. I don't think people should get mad about the fact that oh well, this guy did this, this guy did this, and they did nothing. <laughs> well, what no, that, that, is, that's not true. So inconsistent. I think- <laughs> Yes, that will. That's, some, that's just the issue. Some guy does just because I, I know that's inconsistent, but just but just Mike, there's precedent. Does, there, there's precedent, not. right? So there's precedent for this. Not the issue is I agree it's a suspension. The uh-huh. issue is is there's precedent, and we're told that the NHL Department of Player Safety uses precedent, even though uh-huh. if you if you showed me, I don't believe that to be true. At the same but time, every, though, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that the that the criticism isn't warranted. Of course, it's warranted. I'm just saying it shouldn't come to much of a surprise. Right, because this was pub. This was the biggest thing out of that game. The Heritage Classic, the biggest thing was Austin Matthews cross-checking someone in the face. So Not of course they slapped of course Toronto they slapped him with a two game fine. Jason team. Jason Spezza got six games because that was the biggest story of the night. I oh, guarantee you. I promise you, if it was anybody else and uh, outside of that game, that would have been six games. That's my issue. True. The only reason, the only time they actually do the right things and the only times, funny enough, that the three of us compliment him on the show is when it's the biggest story of the night. That's an issue. Uh, especially, yeah, I think you're mainly referring to the Jason Spezza incident there. And how yeah, much uh, that six exploded. games. Mm. Uh, what was rich to me is how quickly uh, Leafs fans they came with the receipts. If you look at the replies oh, yeah. to the suspension, uh, the amount I've never seen more videos in a, in a thread. It was impressive. They dug some up from the playoffs against Montreal. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Wow. This is like, there was, there were some unfair ones, but like, it's fair when you look like the Marcus Felino fine was like, what? He did the same thing a few weeks, a few months ago. Like, what's this about? It's uh, there's definitely inconsistencies there, but you know, you gotta, you gotta go after him there. Like, you have to give him that suspension. It's just hundred percent. It's, it's oh, yeah. uh, it was deserved. Like the dude, he he clearly, people were making the point that he was maybe a part of it was the week leading up. We knew Matthews wasn't happy with the chicken and stuff, and people were saying the same thing when Marshan got suspended, and they were kind of pointing at the Russian comment towards Panarin. And maybe this was the thing of, and it's funny since that suspension, Brad Marchand has been very quiet on social media. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence there. <laughs> so maybe it was a slap on to Matt. He's like, okay, listen here, buddy, calm down. Wait, what but were they saying about Brad Marchand? Sorry, I, I did not see that. that or what was the comparison? He eventually got was because he was a, uh, or like before he had been suspended, there was this thing to do with. They were gonna ding on the comments he made. Oh, because you're, I, you're, at, you're being sarcastic. No, no, I'm not. No, no, just no, oh. no, no. Just say it because I, I actually haven't heard this. Because I'm smiling because it's hilarious. Because remember, <laughs> Panera, he made the remark to Panarin about no one yeah, in yeah. Russia likes you. Yeah. So then they led up to maybe like we can't suspend you for saying that, but think about that for a second, Brad. And they added it on. So I find it fu- the theory. Yeah, yeah, I find it funny because that's actually believable. Yes. That's that's why that's why I'm laughing. No, no, so, it's not so. Something I wanted to mention that really pissed me off. I saw and Richard Coffee liked one of these tweets, and I like Richard. And he's been on the show. I was so upset about this. George Peros wouldn't give this suspension to Ben Chirot because he was a hap. 
So he's not going to go after relief. I just want to quickly mention something. Do you guys know where he played for most of his career, George Barrows? Hey, Daniel, you can't answer this. Well, I just gave it away because, yeah, the Ducks. Uh, he played in Montreal for 22 games. Now, you may say his career ended with a fight in Montreal against the Leafs. Who remembers when Andrew Shaw called him out a few months ago for a hit that Shaw received when he was a hab? So let's not be selective with our history there. It has nothing to do. Remember when Myers concussed Jarl Armia last year? Nothing there. Don't you dare bring up the Habs bias. Shut up. Anyway, that was something that was really I don't think it was me. a Habs bias. Of course it wasn't. No, what I don't think it was. It? I think it was a, the elite. The, no, it was. A, the, OK, maybe. But wait, who's, who's I think it's this? a Leafs bias. There were those Leafs fans that were saying. they. Yeah, the, the five strong, of them. Yeah. And yes. then, and then the media, and then half of hockey Twitter says, "Oh no, it's all defense!" No, no, no. Shut up! I Idiots. thought you were calling out. I thought you were calling out coffee. <laughs> no, no. Well, he likes him. the tweet, so he clearly agreed. It was dumb. Oh. He, like it's just, it has nothing to do. Montreal gets screwed all the time. What are you talking? We, we about? love Richard, by the way. He's a, yeah, he's a, a really nice guy. Happy for the success he's getting, uh, but it's like, dude, uh, no, it is. It's not a Habs thing. That's not true. Someone should Gary save Bettman, audio clip and send Gary, it to him. Gary Bettman hates Canada with a passion. He does? I'll never understand it to this day. This this country makes him the most amount of money. Gary's racist to Canadians. It's ridiculous. The two two of the three top teams in the in his league are are Canadian. Like, oh, get out of here. Um, it's pretty it's- whack. It's pretty whack. I and mean- the and then the the first one, Mike, you would know. He doesn't like the owner. Get out of here, Gary. Grow up. Do you guys want some kind of news that's coming out of the Hockey Central pre-show quickly? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Always. Sure. Friedman says that the Panthers are obviously into Giroux and they're probably the front runner. Uh, they're planning to move space. We saw that with Vitrano. Uh, they've had Nola Chari out there for a while, and he thinks that maybe Calgary could look at that. Uh, Merrick said possible destinations for Domi. A lot of teams are said to be interested in him. Um, they're looking for skill and snarl, so that's him. Uh, Washington, you also have Jordan, Boston. who's kidding. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Washington, Boston, Colorado are the guys interested in Domi, uh, and this is Friedman a minute ago. Friedman on Giordano and Ben Chirot. It's heating up on him. It's heating up on Ben Chirot. The teams around Boy. these players, the both of them, Toronto, Calgary, Florida, St. Louis, New York. I don't think Toronto is as big into Chirot, but they're bigger into Giordano. Also, some of those teams are waiting on Hampus Lindholm too. So you know that's that's what's that's what's going on. We're we're waiting. Did you want Mark Giordano, Alex? Uh, yeah, I, I would, but he's not my first option. So who are you getting rid of for Mark Giordano, other than Travis Dermott? Because obviously that's an obvious. Um, well, what's the asking price? I'm, I think they said at asking least they start with a first. A first. By the way, he's at yeah, and he's at six point seven, uh, six point seven five million dollars. By the way, so you got to you got to retain on that, man. You got to find a broker. Uh, Seattle have the room. They're freaking yes, taking yeah. it. Um, I'm if sure. you divide it by sure. two, it would be a three point three million dollar uh savings. That's still not, pretty big. That's still a lot. I really yeah. don't know how to uh, how on earth to fit that. We still <laughs> don't have pocket space. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, great. Justin Hall uh, sent back in that trade. I imagine. Yeah, well, then here's the problem. Okay, so let's say the top four is normally is, but instead of Hall at Giordano, it's what, Labuskin and Sandine? 
which isn't yeah. awful, but you know, is that, that, that I'd, I'd absolutely love that's been that would be their best third pair. Lavushin looked good yesterday. He killed Jason Robertson on one play. So is is that it? I guess that's the a first and what else makes salary where I do, I don't think that's the move that you're gonna get rid of Kerfin. No. I, I, I'm still in, I still think they should go after Chikorin. Like Chikorin's my first option, uh, to be honest. I, I've said it before. And then I think Lindholm is my second. Did you, gave us a, you gave us a Chikorin package, but you never gave us a Lindholm package. What's the, what's the price? I gave you a Lindholm pack, uh, Chikorin package. I have the price. Like, if, if Manson's a second and a whatever prospect, I would assume yep. Lindholm would be probably what a first and a B prospect. Uh, sure. Um, first and now I got to pull up their, their Abersazy. Yeah, sure. First, uh, first and Nick Abersazy. Sure. I think, I think that changes. I think that changes their top four drastically and Hall or Dermot. One of them have to be included, like just mm-hmm. to move a D out to, yeah. to make money and to move it, to move a D out. And I think that's fine. Like even without Muzzin, it's not the best, but I, I still think uh, it, it's, it would be good enough. Like you're playing Lindholm or Chikorin, whichever one you get, you can play him with, sorry, with Muzzin or with Riley if they can play on their right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I think there's plenty of options to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, Chalgren. Had the good start. Apparently, I was reading that his rebound control was a little messy, but um, there's obviously going to be an element there if the team are going to be playing harder in front of him. Um, it is going to be a real test against Carolina. Yeah, it will be a much diff- different test than oh, yeah. uh, against <laughs> against Dallas. But again, like at this point, when your options are uh, Peter Morazic and Nobody else. I'd rather play Joe Wall. Nobody else. <laughs> okay. Finish off here. Uh, the Leafs, Pierre LeBron mentioned this. Apparently, they're interested in Jacob Middleton. Boston and Tampa are there too, but is that a I've name? Literally, you're like, never oh. heard of that guy ever. He's he's been playing on a, with a lot of the top D in San Jose. Yeah, I saw that. I just mean like he, he's been playing okay, so with heard he, of him before. he's been playing yeah, with Carlson from my right. He's been playing. Yeah, he knows everything. Um, He's been playing yeah, with Carlson exactly. and and birds. He's actually one. I know this is an absolute meaningless stat, uh, but I just I found it so interesting. He was one of like three or four guys who aren't negative in plus minus. Do you know who had the best plus minus in Detroit last year at the who? deadline? John Merrill. Don't you love him? Habs legend. He was nothing. No, I'm just. Habs. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> saying. I just want to bring that up. No, but, but again, like, I don't very think important stats. So, yeah. I heard. I was watching. I won't say who said it because I want to embarrass them. But I was listening to someone, and they were like, they were talking about this team pickup chicker, and then somebody, and I nearly laughed. He said, "I don't like that plus minus," and I'm like, "Sounds like an Adam Wild quote." Was it? It a, was not. Was Adam it Craig Wilde. Button? Craig so it was not Craig Button. You guys definitely don't know who it is. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, you guys will not guess who he is. I just want to quickly. Arpan let, me, Basu. let me just, it was not Arpan Basu. No, no. It's I'm a Montreal sure. guy. That's a good, that's a good start, Mike. It wasn't a Montreal guy. Um, like, by the way, it's Nick Suzuki's a minus Simmons. 16. Like, that doesn't mean anything. It was Steve Simmons. 
Uh, no, it wasn't Steve Simmons. Okay, anyway. Um, Mike, can you please exit the podcast now? I, I, think, I think it's over. <laughs> okay, everyone check Twitter quickly. Check Twitter and see if there's anything coming. Oh. Refresh Twitter. Ventura Hearing things eating up on Cali Yarn Croc front. Watch for the Flames. Definitely an aggressive pursuer. Uh, Patrick Talon tweeting, not Chirac, don't care. Thanks for not getting back to me, Patrick, by the way. You shout out Peter Holland. Yeah, he retired, eh? Okay, I'm going to do my favorite little game. I'm going to go through my phone, look at screenshots, see if we've talked about it. And if not, just have a little little tussle about it. Um, you have okay. me for five minutes. Uh, okay, uh, Austin Matthews, we talked about that. Um, this is Daniel asking for the passwords to the podcast. Josh Manson trade. Uh, Josh Manson trade. Josh Manson trade. Hey, Mike. Pickering is apparently going to be good. Josh Manson. That's what? I was going to ask you how screwed Vegas are while he was scrolling through. Yeah, you keep doing that. To kill some time. How's what? How screwed are Vegas? So screwed, man. It's it's bad. Like, okay. What's the first thing to happen? If they don't make the playoffs, let's assume they don't make the playoffs. What's the first thing to happen? Okay. I don't think they really move anybody. I mean, okay. other than like Riley Smith is gone. Um, like the biggest the s- thing, the, the biggest reason it wouldn't work this year is because of the fact that, that I'm not answering that is because of the fact that uh, is be- working hard or hardly working. <laughs> the biggest reason <laughs> is that, you know, they got hit with an injury bug. Right. And no one expected Mark Stone to be out until however long he's going to be. No one expected Max Pacioretty to be out however long he's been out this year. Um, you know, you reconciled that. So you can't keep saying that, Adam. I'll You've reconciled that to me. It's my podcast. Yeah, but you you got in tears when we were talking about it and how much you missed and loved Max Pacioretty. Okay, half of that is true. I did not cry. Um, last thing, the Canadians are apparently interested in Pavel Zaka. That was weird to me. I think that mentioned on 32 Thoughts. So. I don't understand how that guy is still in New Jersey. Apparently, yeah, I know, right? He's been... Like, they gave up on him so long ago. I have no idea how he's still in New Jersey. Final thing I'm going to ask you, Mike. How excited are you for the Dark Cry event in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl? I'm extremely excited. Okay, good. Okay. And that's everything. Um, thank you, Mike, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, hopefully, Ben Sherrod's a New York Ranger, and no, uh, I can laugh no, at you. No, no, no. Can we ha- if, wait, wait. If he does become a New York Ranger, you do have to come back on just for We're like five an minutes. emergency podcast tonight if it happens. Just so I can be quiet and just sit there and you can just look at my sad face. I was so hoping he was going to get traded live. I, I really think that if he does get traded to New York, or if it's like to a team that we've had someone on for, I think it should just be Adam and that person. That's the that's who's talking about the that trade. So, that's this it. is me laughing. Uh, is Adam, da- Daniel, and I really Adam? don't. Just, just Adam, just sitting there, like, you know that, like, you know that grin I get. <laughs> oh yeah, it's that's what I'm just gonna get. Was it the Instagram you, photo one when the Leafs lost to Montreal? Is that? Oh great? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when the boys give you a heartbreaking name of that. But anyway, uh, if you wanted to see my face and the others, you can check out the YouTube version of the show because the episode is done. Check out all the social media sites, including Mike's. It will be linked below. Um, Alex's stuff, Nighthawks, Daniel, CGRU, me, the YouTube channel. Um, and we will see. Check out TikTok and all that. The show's on it. Great stuff. Um, check us out on Spotify video too because it's on there. We didn't even know. Uh, listen to wherever your podcasts are. Leave ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, they haven't touched that app in like two months. God bless. Cause they keep making it worse and worse. Can't imagine what it's going to be like next time. 
Anyway, thank you for downloading 20 episodes of the Jeff Merrick Show on my phone without telling me. I'd love to see it. My computer probably is 200. That's everything for us, and we will see you next time. Mike's going to be back in a second. It's going to be Ben Sherrod. This is breaking. We don't know what we're going to put in this in the episode. Um, the the Panthers have acquired Ben Sherrod. We don't know the return yet, um, but it's happening. Um, it's it's happened. Uh, life is good. I'm so excited. Where is the return? Gentlemen, how do we feel? Uh, well, this is this is quite interesting. Yeah. Daniel, why don't you start? Because it sounds like you. Uh... Also, they don't have their first or second round picks. Thank you, Julian McKenzie, for the reminder. So Where we will. It's interesting for me because I think we talked to Alex and Bob, Bob Garner on this on Sunday about the prospect pool that the Panthers have, that they have a bunch of these potential quality guys that are just not going to fit the team like there's not any space for him i'm not saying it might be an owen tippet i don't know it could, I could be wrong but you gotta save that for Giroux, right certainly it, yes yeah, if it's yeah of significance it, there if it's owen tippet then it just it makes the like joe sakic ran away with josh manson like a fool like not like a fool sorry like you, you know what the saying i'm trying to say like he looks like a genius if they if florida gives up owen tippet for ben Sherratt, and, and Pat Verbeek walked away with essentially two second round picks because I think Drew Hellison was their second round pick uh, last year. Just quickly through a bench Roth's war chart. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. His wins above replacement is 0%. Where is this return? I need to know. Where is it? Here, my my guess right now and... Alex Bogmarner said this perfectly. I'm not going to say this name very well. He was 24th overall in 2021. So Mackie Samoskevich is a possibility. Um, Anton Lundell is not being touched. And another interesting name, too, I'm looking at is the third round pick. It's Justin Swardiff. And he played for the World Juniors in Canada. And he's having a great year with the Vancouver Giants. So that's maybe a name that... I probably said that wrong, but it's a name that I think you could look at as a potential guy going to the Habs. I have a sneaking suspicion the Habs are going to be the first one to have this out, like before the insiders. Oh, my God. What's I say with the Panthers? Like, a lot of their picks have actually played. Like, they like their top... Like top round players, they've so, actually played. So Baumgartner is busy, but he just said course intentions in the project. Sadly, my phone right. blew. My phone blew up. Saw one from you, and one was a Nux fan. I knew what happened. Yeah. Where is this return? I must know. Mike, nothing. Uh, nothing obscene. We're recording. Hi, Mike. Yeah, we already had to restart <laughs> once. Did you like? Did you like how I said that? How I did that? Because I'm so upset. Did you hear my? Did you hear what I played there? No. Did you not hear what I played? No, no don't, don't play do it. it. Don't do it. We're going to get us oh. taken down on YouTube. Where it was just Darth Vader getting mad. It wasn't like oh, anything. Okay. It wasn't okay, music. Okay. okay, okay. Can you just do the impersonation for us? So we didn't hear not yeah. to choke on your aspirations. It was, it was this. Oh, you ever it sounded like, like Chewbacca there. Like the it French did. version of that, of the no. It sounds so intense. Oh, my goodness gracious. I should just play an entire song. Please don't. <laughs> I'll have so much work. <laughs> we'll have you so can much sing work. the song though, Alex, right? 
I honestly don't know what the te- the copyright law is, but I I know for a fact I know for a fact you cannot sp- actually play the music. YouTube okay. will take that down. I'm so upset that we don't have this return. I'm walking. I'm pacing. All right. Uh, before we while we wait, I guess I have a few random tidbits here. Yeah. Drew Hellison was a teammate of Trevor Zegras for the 2021. Oh, that's interesting. Junior, so there's a good connection there. Oh, by the way, Yard Croak's a flame for the listeners. We, we're not going to talk um, for about a pick. it because who cares? But yeah. Okay. Uh, second thing, um, Kirill Kaprasov with 31 goals tonight. He passes. He Mary scored Gabbard. 31 goals in one night. Wow, that's insane. Yes. That must be a crazy. <laughs> he passes Marion Gabrick for most goals of a wild. Wait, what? Like of a wild uh, pick, in, like in a season. In a season, yes. Wow. That's, yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> Oh, Give us some crazy. Team Canada facts. That's what we. That's what we want, Daniel. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you guys want to know? Hmm. What's the return? <laughs> okay. Fun well, I asked. Sherrod was not on a real junior team. I don't know. He did actually. I know this. He did play uh, for the Guelph Storm. Uh, it was actually the first name I saw when I went to the arena because the Nighthawks, a Sleeman Center, best uh, best place. To go watch in a sporting event. That's when Alex became well. a fan of Ben Sherratt. Renault Lavois just tweeted, which wouldn't be surprised if Sherratt was traded to the Panthers. Dude, it happened. I, I don't know if he messed up the translation to himself there, but it, yeah. I'm not surprised either. It's just happened. So, okay. Since we're waiting, I'm going to ask you, uh, you and Daniel and Mike, a uh, question um, about baseball. Okay. Since okay. since it ha- I th- tell me whatever you think, um, uh, the Jays traded for third baseman Matt Chapman mm-hmm. this morning. What should Blue Jays fans know about Matt Chapman? Daniel, why don't you go first? All right, um, he is arguably one of the best defensive players in the American League right now. He has three straight Golden Gloves. Uh. Not the hottest bat, but that can get there. Um, a lot more coverage with what's already in the lineup. And team control th- until 2023. Only 28 years old. Gave up four prospects, but the thing is only one of Adam, them is per- is considered high-end. Is Adam, sorry, Adam, you know you're sharing your screen, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, they're showing us like okay. potential prospects to... Going to <laughs> keep going, Daniel. I didn't know if you didn't knew or not. No, that's okay. Um, I know that um one time I think I was doing this for the podcast and I forgot my screen was being shared. And I think I was checking like an email or something. I think so. Yeah, but thanks guys for not calling me on at that time. But yeah, I think another solid addition for the Blue Jays of keeping a sustainable World Series window open, especially before they have to pay Vladdy and Bo. Right. Mike. You know, uh, he is, his bat comes with a degree of uncertainty, to, to put it lightly. But, you know, he is going to make the lives of his starting pitchers, which is arguably one, not arguably, is one of the best in baseball, if not the best right now starting rotation. He is going to make their lives that much easier. He's going to be just, he, there's a reason he's won. Let me read here. I'm just checking out his stats. Three gold gloves, two platinum gloves, and he's always at the top of defensive defensive like leaderboards in terms of metrics because we all know that baseball is the most analytic sport on earth. He 
especially too with the inconsistencies of Bo Bichette at times, this takes off a huge load on him. Uh, I, you know, I think it was worth a trade. I think it's great. I, you know, I, he has a very good ability for turning batted balls into outs. So I am very happy with this. Um, because screw Freddie Freeman, anyways. So yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll ask you a, a second hypothetical. I'll ask you a hypothetical question now. I believe his name is Carlos Borrega. That is who broke the uh, trade for Matt Chapman. I believe he also broke the Semyon signing uh, when he signed with the Blue Jays and one other trade. I just can't remember off the top of my head. This morning or just after they uh, traded for Chapman, uh, he put a tweet out or Instagram post out saying that the Blue Jays were interested in Jose Ramirez, and I believe he plays second base. Should should the Blue Jays trade for Jose Ramirez? You want me to go first? Go ahead. Get nuts. Get nuts. All right. Um, They should freaking tell us the return. They should, yes. I would say yes, because he's a young star, but it's just – it just kind of know what you want to give up in that farm system. Because again, like we've talked about it before that they developed it so well that they have top end guys that you probably had to give up two of them. And then some to get someone like Jose Ramirez. So, you know, Gabe Marino, Jordan Gorshans, like those are two guys already that have to be there. And you, you didn't break the bank with Matt Chapman, but you kind of did to a certain extent with Jose Barrios already. So having these consecutive type of trades to happen is just, it's going to really affect the farm, but it just, I'd say go for it. If you kind of know what you want to do for the next two or three years. Michael, you know, some logistics in, in the sense that the uh, plan in this part, in the sense that he is the only play active player on the Cleveland guardians roster with a guaranteed, like a fully guaranteed MLB contract. Um, and we all know, oh, Ben Chirot trade ha- call happening between Florida and Montreal right now. Sorry. Does it have the uh, return? No, no, no. Oh. The trade call is happening right now. Adam, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Just, oh, it's I not, guys I'd like to go on, home. I bet Montreal are going to announce it before any of the freaking um, insiders, probably. Anyways, Where with, are the with, your, with your, oh, hearing Ty Smolanich is part of the return. That's it, Elliot. That's all you have for us right now. Anyways, I think Ramirez is a <laughs> Ramirez. He was, yeah, Ramirez. He was up there, and I remember an AL MVP voting. Um, he had close to forty home runs, I think, this year. He's he's been ever since he broke out in twenty sixteen. He's taken the league by force. But you know, if you can, if you can, if you can, if you can, you know, without selling the cupboard, just imagine, imagine a lineup of Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Bo Bichette, Teoscar, Lourdes, and then yeah. throwing and snagging Ramirez in there as well. Like, how nasty would that be? Come on. Like, come on. That, that'd be the cheat code. That'd be really, that'd be yeah, cheat code with pitching, cheat code with hitting, and just no relief pitching. So, <laughs> My, I know as much about baseball as I do about rocket science. And uh, that sounds still sounds good enough to me. <laughs> um, I, I will ask you as we're still waiting for the bench rot details, I'm going to ask you another hypothetical that has nothing to do with hockey. Um, I saw this tweet out there that asked 
um, it was a poll question and it was who's more likely to win a championship first. Now, this question did include the Toronto Maple Leafs. I will not include the Toronto Maple Leafs in this question. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors or the Toronto Blue Jays, who are more likely to win a championship first? Ooh. I'm going to say the Blue Jays because there yeah. is the star power there right now. Like Scotty Barnes might become a star for the Raptors along the right. way, but I think that we, we really got a formula of what it meant for a team to win a championship in basketball for the Raptors. And there were so many layers to it. And I think that the development and the management is there. It's just not the same type of pedigree you had in 2019 yet, right? Um, for the Blue Jays, I think that the trajectory is just, it's in a whole different level where you have you have star players, you have sustainable assets you have the pitching now that was one of their biggest problems the last few years and i've said it before like the window is so much bigger oh we got the return have traded ben chirot to florida for tyler samaric a 2023 first and a fourth holy crap and they retain and uh, montreal retains 50 percent wow (laughs) so bill zito just went from a good gm to an oh, average GM, oh, but overpay. Oh, Anyways, well, you're asking me the most important part here. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I think the Jays. <laughs> he actually got a first for Ben Sherratt. A first, of, he got more than the black the jackets got for Savard. Wow, so someone should be I, fired. I actually undersold Ben Sherratt in a someone way. Someone should be I fired. Can't that. And, and guess what? The Habs broke it first. I was right about that. Holy crap! The hockey writers one minute ago, Blues should not overpay for Canadian defenseman Ben Sherratt. <laughs> oh, oh, bomber! Oh, Tyler Smolanik. Yo, Tyler Smolanik was good for Team USA. That's, that's oh. a big pickup. Who, who cares? I got the first. At Baumgartner. How you doing, bud? <laughs> You're really loud. I don't care. They, I can't believe they got a first. Oh, so much editing. This is the happiest day of my life. That's kind of. Say it. Say it. Say it. We can say. It. Don't stop <laughs> there. Don't stop in the middle of a sentence. I like think I've had some podcast. better days outside of in a podcast. <laughs> Finish the sentence. What, what's what's happening? Who's talking? They did it. Mike. They did it. They Mike did is it. talking. No. No. Okay. 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 Immediate reaction. <laughs> How do you guys feel? That was a lot. Someone should be fired. Turn you down a bit. Oh, gosh. So, someone someone should be fired in Florida. That's hilarious. That's so funny. I really how, thought how that, that happened. That 2023 first was going in a clodger trade. Like, yeah, same. Same. I guess it's going to be Tippett. Yeah, someone should very much be fired in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? This is the best day of my life. This is yeah. this is you know when a cheery lucky in scored game six? It's up there. <laughs> He's having his joker laugh at me. This is real. This is the preview. <laughs> oh my god. He got more than Josh Man. He got more than Taylor Hall. He got more than Taylor Hall. Granted, it was a different time. 
Someone should get fired. Someone should get more than one person should have a be have a stern talking to him. You know Florida. what? Here's the thing no. with Ben Sherrod, and here's why I'm okay with it. You know, doesn't comes, sound like you're okay with it. You know, he comes from a good family. Leave. No, he's a Mike get out of here. Leave. Before you do, there was one of those lease burner accounts that said, I can't believe the Habs fans would get they would think they get a first. Then the reply saying, What? <laughs> Go on, sorry. Let me just fuck. I, I I tweeted about it. If you want to take a look at my tweet, what'd you say? Huh. <laughs> just laughed. <laughs> Man, someone should be. Daniel, how do you? I'm I'm still surprised because I think all this time, I think on Sunday. Everyone's price to them was like highest I'll give is a second. And again, like Adam, you undersold Ben Sherratt for the last few weeks when it came to speculation. I would just like to say that I want to speak to Habs fans out there. This is because of us. Our campaigning. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 it it's worth it. You called me, Curtis called me crazy. I'm gonna message him right now too. That doesn't. This doesn't make him less crazy. It makes Bill Zito crazy. I guess they think they can go all in. And they called me crazy. <laughs> I'm saying I have his Joker moment. <laughs> they all called me crazy. It's about sending a message. <laughs> it's not about money. One of my dogs are outside Is my it- room because they're trying to make sure I'm okay. Probably. I need you to know something. About this trade, Adam. Yeah. You want to know how I got these scars? How? My father was a drinker. I have a feeling that this it's going to get copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they'll copyright that? It was know. from my screenplay. It was from my screenplay. They can't call it the that. Dark Knight. Yes, yeah, but so no by, just dark directed Knight. directed by Christopher Nolan. So. Even though Ben Sherrod is not Josh Manson, or sorry, Josh Manson is not Ben Sherrod, I am very much stunned by this. I thought this market would have shifted. I honestly thought they would be coming away with a second and maybe a third. Yeah. I'm just happy it wasn't the Leafs because I made some pretty damning statements about things we that literally would do. ended originally talking about how we're going to have me on just so I can sit there as Adam laughs at me when Ben Sherrod is an arranger. I, I so I messaged Curtis and he got back to me. What idiot gave you a first? Oh, he doesn't. I he doesn't. Know. Oh, well, so Ben Sherrod tweeted out. Uh, not Ben Sherrod. Dom Lachizan tweeted out about Ben Sherrod that Sherrod is better than his numbers, especially this year's terrible numbers. Oh, oh, oh now, now everyone's Dom. Now, yeah, really? Dom. I, I'm not. I'm sticking. I'm, I'm sticking. I am sticking to my take the entire time. Me too. Crow, in Florida, the a second stern. and a third and a seventh. By the way. I was going to say that Seattle retains 50%. was a lot of competition for him. Thank you. Someone in Florida needs a stern talking to. And you know who should give it? You know who should give the stern talking to? I say Tony Soprano. You're welcome, Mike. I had to bring him up. I had to bring him up. Shit down. Shit down. All right. Okay. I I think that's, I think I yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I can go home. You got it out, Adam. How do you feel, yeah. Adam? Uh, I am so happy. 
I I am so happy, right? I What's just better than shirt? I could have imagined. What's on the back of your shirt? It was three one, baby. Oh. oh. But this was the happiest day, happiest day of his life. Not that the, the, this was the happiest day. This is this is something yeah. I I I can't I can't describe how I'm feeling. Oh my god! There's so, even people cheering outside of Ryerson. Are we gonna start planning okay. ahead of time for just July seventh, July eighth for the live What's reaction that? to the draft lottery? Yeah, it's actually just gonna be you and Adam. <laughs> oh, I okay, actually I that. actually have a basketball game. No, that's up. You're coming. You're coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's it. Th- thank you for your list. Thank you, Bill Zito. Thank you so much. Bill Zito, you just made my friend Adam have the happiest day of his life. And I'm happy when my friends are happy. This is a good day. All right. You're not happy. I'm happy. Thanks, guys. I'm always happy when you're happy, Alex.